Welcome to the Funny Millionaires Podcast, where you laugh all the way to the bank. Here's your host, Lee Lin. So I'm so excited to welcome an actual millionaire who's actually hilarious, guys. I found a real funny millionaire this time. I'm very excited to introduce John Chow. He's somebody that I really do admire and look up to. Uh, I've shared pho with him at Dotcom Lunch, which I highly recommend if you're in the Southern California area. Um, he is the OG of uh, blogging and internet marketing, and a really funny dude with a unique outlook on how to make money being location-free. So welcome, John. Hey, how you doing? Doing great, doing great. How are you? What are you up to today? Uh, oh, very good, just uh, relaxing here. I mean, just uh, enjoying the California sun. That's awesome. So can you tell us, like, what do you think about jobs? Job, <laughs> but I, I don't really have that much experience with job. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked at a job for, I believe, a grand total of eight months in my entire life. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, so, how did you I, manage uh, that? Like, how <laughs> well, is that possible? How is that possible? Well, yeah, my, I guess from experience, my first job, I was, uh, I was at McDonald's. The first job was at McDonald's. I lasted like four hours before I quit. Four hours? Uh, what? what yeah, why uh, did you quit after four hours? Uh, believe it or not, I just couldn't hack it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What did you, yeah, what I was had... thinking, what was going through your brain at that time? Oh, yeah. Teenager, first time jobs, the McDonald's, very common, right? But, uh, I have tremendous respect for people who can work at McDonald's because, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I can't. So I, I lasted four hours before I quit. Wow. And my second job, I was a uh, phone solicitor for a carpet cleaning company. Mm -hmm. And I lasted about three weeks before they fired me. Wow. And then my, my last job, I, I sold car audio for a local uh, stereo store called AMB Sound. And I was there for about seven months before they fired me from that. And, wow. and after that, I concluded that working for someone else uh, sucks and I just never did it again. <laughs> so that's, that's my that's, Yeah, that's my expensive <laughs> job. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Like, what did your parents think about it? Like, did you, I mean, you have like traditional Cantonese Chinese parents. Like, what did they think of you just quitting all these giant well, things? Well, like, uh, you gotta say that, you know, this is, you know, we just, we just had high school and stuff like that, you know, but typical Asian family, mm -hmm. you know, they, they wanted me to uh, go to college. You know, and mm -hmm. get a great career, like right. uh, preferably be a doctor or a right. lawyer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that, that's the But one thing I would say that I guess supposedly uh, an advantage for being an Asian family mm -hmm. is generally the topic of money and finance isn't really taboo as it is for a lot of Western right. civilization families. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Like uh, this, so money is something you generally, I, I notice uh, Caucasian friends don't talk about. They don't talk about mm -hmm. how much money they make or what right. they're doing, that kind of stuff. Whereas, Whereas in Asian culture, uh, making money is like seems to be around a central theme. I always always told yes. my parents, just go, go make a lot of money. Go make a lot of money. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And look at how awesome and successful you are now. So, like, did you, do your parents understand what you do? I know you're in your 50s, but, you know, we're Asian. We yeah. still care about yeah. our parents. Like, yeah, can you hear me? I hear you. Okay, yeah. Like, what did your parents think of what you do, what you did? Like, internet marketing? Oh. Like. Yeah, basically, basically uh, the, these days, uh, my, my parents really have no idea what I do. Right. 
uh, my dad, he just, he just tells his friends that uh, he, he sits in front of a computer and, and money comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> which, which, is, which is really not that far from the truth. But, yeah, that's true. But, yeah. but yeah, basically, I tried to explain to them. And I said, well, basically, you know, like uh, uh, how, how I said, basically, I just don't know. You know how you, sell, you go to a store, you buy stuff? Well, mm-hmm. my store is online. That's basically what I say. It's on the internet. Mm-hmm. So, so they kind of... They they just say yes, yeah, guys like that, but um, they, I guess like anything like like anything else, uh, when you first start, you know, because you're not taking the traditional path, there is some skepticism, so you right. you need to be able to prove mm-hmm. to them that say yeah, it's uh, yeah, this is gonna make a go of it. But mm-hmm. they were actually quite supportive and uh, mm-hmm. that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And so they, of course these days they don't question it because they, they already know it's a it's a it's a proven thing now. But when you, when it, when in, in the beginning, yeah, it was uh, a bit of touching and go. But you know, they were acceptable because you were hoping you'd be a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you just drive around your Tesla and then like throw around your uh, flamethrower to let them know you made <laughs> well, it? Well, I'll, I'll be using it next week <laughs> because we're going camping. Oh, nice! Where are you guys going? Uh, we are going to Joshua Tree National Park. Nice. So I'm uh, finally going to get good use of the flame for It's going to be great for starting yeah. the fire. Those <laughs> That's freaking awesome. I, I hope the listeners can get a chance to see his daughter, Sally, like just, um, uh, yeah, using a flamethrower and just being, I mean, did you use it or did Sally use it? I forgot. It was a long time ago. Yeah. We, we unboxed it together. Oh, and, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I fired it up first and then I let her fire it up and she, she got the hang of it right away. She was having great fun with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Listeners, when you make it like John, you can do the same thing with your daughters. Play with flamethrowers at Joshua Tree. Awesome. So can you explain to our viewers like what you do? Well, basically, in a nutshell, I guess I am a, I am a internet marketer, which basically means that uh, I take advantage of the power of the internet. I leverage it to help me create an audience. And then I monetize the audience by I sell them various products and services. That, mm-hmm. That's basically what I do. I guess that the easy way to explain it, uh, I suppose, would be uh, with Amazon. Like, uh, I guess an example of how I would do it is uh, actually something I actually do do. And say, uh, like my, my office, uh, I don't use any paper in my office. My office is totally paperless. Yeah. And what I do is uh, I use a, a scanner that scans everything into a PDF file. Mm-hmm. And then I put this file on Evernote online, so it's available wherever I am. Mm-hmm. So what I done was uh, I made a video. Mm-hmm. I created a video on how I created a paperless office using this uh, scanner. Mm-hmm. And then during the video, uh, I posted a affiliate link to it on Amazon, so that if you click the link, you can find it. Check on Amazon. I make about twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. So I did this video with my daughter Sally, and uh, if you were to search for paperless office. Mm-hmm. on YouTube mm-hmm. is the number one video. Wow. And apparently, uh, about approximately 2,000 people a day, oh, my mistake, wow. about approximately yeah, 2,000 people a month search for people's office. Wow. And since I'm the number one video on there, mm-hmm. approximately half of those views go to my video. And out of those 1,000 people that visits, watches the video, mm-hmm. I would sell about 10 scanners. Wow. Uh, make about twenty dollars a scanner. So this one video makes about two hundred bucks a month. Wow! And it's been doing this for the last eight years because I, I I made this video I made that video eight years ago. That's amazing. So I had this one it's... video. Yeah. This... 
Yeah, so I have this one video online making 200 bucks a month for the last eight years, passive income. Mm -hmm. I did it once, I can paid over and over again for it. Now, you might say, oh, that's 200 bucks a month, that's okay, you could you know, buy you a couple of lunches every month, but here's the key. I have over 2,000 videos on YouTube. Mm. Wow. Right? Now you get to see the power of this. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So it's at 152,000 right now. I'm looking at it right now. And it's, yeah, just like you say, there, there you have it, folks. Yeah. That's how you yeah, think every, like a millionaire. Month, that number yeah. increases. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that specific example. I hope. I hope they didn't just log off my podcast and just watch your video, but maybe, maybe they did. <laughs> Who knows? So, um, uh, you host a dot com lunch, and you're are you an immigrant? Were you born in Canada, or like did you move from a village? Yeah, in I am an immigrant. My family immigrated to Vancouver, Canada, when I was seven years old. Mm -hmm. So, how did you learn so, English? Well, yeah, I I learned it by watching Sesame Street, basically. What? Wow. That's yeah, because kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of enter a new country where the official mm -hmm. language is English. Mm -hmm. So you're pretty much trial by fire. You, got, you want to learn to communicate, you got to learn English. And right. I guess, luckily, you know, when you're seven years old, you tend to pick things up pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, awesome. I, I would imagine it'd be a lot more difficult, uh, you know, if, if, I, if, I, if I came here as an adult, you know, because then right. learning right. English would be a lot harder. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So who do you think would win in a fight, Trudeau or Trump? <laughs> Good question. Uh, I would say simply because he's younger and stronger, probably Trudeau. Really? What about oh, yeah, like yeah. running for president? Like, let's say they were all running for president of the world. Who do you think? Are they running for the president? Well, not because he's the Trudeau is a better spokesperson. Like, right, you know, he, he speaks well and he presents himself, mm -hmm. but Trump is more the marketer. Right, so when it, when it comes to sheer mark, creating a marketing campaign, yeah. uh, Trump will probably win, but yeah. he'll probably lose the debates along the way. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I know I, I have seen Trudeau uh, speak, uh, debate, deal with yeah. the press, and, and he is very, very masterful at, at that. At really? That. Yeah. Wow. He's very good. Yeah. It's hilarious because of the conversations I've heard at dot-com lunch but okay um so like how did you get started in like what you do now uh it's kind of by accident honestly uh, mm. i was uh, i've always been a kind of if i want to learn something the best way to do it the best way to learn it is just to simply do it right, right. Exactly. so yeah. uh so i got into the marketing purely by accident i mean what mm. i did was i started a, a website uh, originally for my bricks and mortar business, and I learned it by reading a book on how to create a, how to create a website front page. Mm -hmm. So I got, wow. then I just created I just created the website, started dabbling around in it, and then uh, blog. Then I heard about blogging, and I I started to hear it on the major news network like CNN. I go, what's a what's a blog? So I figured the best way to learn about blogging is just to start a blog. So that's what mm -hmm. I did. I just started a blog, and uh, that blog turned into what it is today. Mm. And how many visitors do you get per month, on average? On, on average, uh, the blog, the blog has about three hundred thousand visitors. Wow! And then the the, the email, the so and there's like hundred thousand people, about hundred thousand people follow me on uh, Twitter, wow. another twenty thousand so on Facebook, and uh, and I believe another hundred and fifty thousand are subscribed to my to my email list. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's built. Listen, what I said about before about 
leveraging the internet to help create an audience so that you can monetize that audience. Mm, that's incredible. So um, if you feel comfortable, answer this, but it is a little bit sensitive, but I do, I would like to know if you're comfortable saying it. How much money does your website make for you per month? Uh, well, I would say do it, uh, to, I guess do this biggest year, which was like two years ago, mm -hmm. the site made about 1.6 million. Wow. 1.6 million. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So thank you for just opening our eyes to what's possible because I think a lot of people don't even know this is possible. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so how, how, uh, well, maybe I should, maybe I should switch, switch gears a little bit. You really love cars. So what's your favorite car? Uh, well, basically, uh, my favorite brand, of course, is a Tesla. And that's, yes. why, that's why I drive it, because I'm, I'm really, I guess I've gone all in on the, uh, on the environmental drive uh, electric car kind of theme. Mm -hmm. And the electric car used to be all about just being green and saving the environment. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's just a, that's to me, just a byproduct. I like it because it's so fast. Mm. That's awesome. And I, I've seen your so, Tesla videos. Like, how is the Tesla meetup? I wanted to go, but I feel ashamed because I don't have one yet. Like, how is that? Tesla meetups Tesla meetup are fine. Actually, they're doing one on Thursday at the, uh, when they're unveiling the Cybertruck on this Thursday. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, Maybe I'll... So, like, mm. LA Cybertruck party. Cybertruck party. All right. I'll see if I can make it. That sounds amazing. So like, can you describe for us like what a day for you is like from like beginning to end? Like what do you usually do in a day? Well, generally, uh, well, I guess these days it's actually uh, not, that, not that glamorous. I, I wake up uh, around 7.15 a.m., mm -hmm. uh, drive my daughter to school. So mm -hmm. I, drive, I drive her to school and then I come back here to the, to the home office. Mm -hmm. uh, generally, I uh, check the email, then I work out for an hour uh, at the gym, at the, mm -hmm. at the gym at home. Mm -hmm. And then after that, uh, I guess sit, I just go back to my office and check the news and see what's happening and uh, check the site, make sure it's working. Mm -hmm. uh, I generally, what I do is uh, I, I would make uh, a certain day of the week the virtual work day. Mm -hmm. Like uh, there's usually a new blog post every day going up on the blog yeah. and usually mm -hmm. a, a video a video as well mm -hmm. so but instead of like doing it once a day what I like to do is uh, I like to batch all my work like I would say mm -hmm. make Monday the work day right and so on Monday I would time I would get all the blog posts ready for the entire week and I would just like mm -hmm. make them go live on as the, as the days go by so I would batch them that way so and so you, you think people thinking that oh you did today's blog post actually I did it like last week already it was just it was set to go live today. Mm -hmm. Nice, yeah, that's so amazing. That, that gives me mm -hmm. that gives me then time to do what you know the, to give me my time freedom. So I pretty much can do can can do like uh, my, my life is uh, my daily affair is like that. Not there's no tie down like uh, like if someone wants to call me up and say let's go for coffee or whatever I have the option to do that. Mm. And that's why you're on this podcast too. Yeah, we're on a Tuesday in a random afternoon. Yep. So yeah, that's a lifestyle freedom of it. So, I call it, yeah, I call it living the dot-com lifestyle. Mm, I see. That's why you talk about like dot-com lifestyle. That to me means uh, having time freedom, uh, mm -hmm. money freedom, and location freedom. Yeah, I, I find that a lot of people, you know, I know a lot of people to make a lot of money, doctors, mm -hmm. lawyers, right. but, uh, you know, they got no time. 
to actually enjoy the money because they were working so many hours. And on the flip side, I do know people take a lot of time, but they're not working, but they also got no money. So that's kind of defeats the whole purpose of that. And even if you have time and money, like you actually, odds are you're probably tied down to some location. See, the beauty of the internet is that I'm not tied down to any one location as long as I have access to the internet. I can log on live from anywhere in the world and I'm able to make money. And this is why I live down in California right now. That's the reason why I moved down here because uh, when I lived in Vancouver, we had four seasons. Mm. And my, my wife decided she didn't like the rain there. Mm. Went, so we said, we're just going to spend summers in Vancouver, but the rest of the time, find us a new place to live. So she tasked me with finding a new place to live. And that's why nice. I ended up in California. Awesome. That's incredible. I, by the way, your wife is amazing. She gave me some advice on finding good men. She told me like oh, good men are everywhere. Yeah. She was like, yeah, good men are everywhere. Don't worry about it. So I love that. So like, can you share with us? Like, what do you think is like a role of a wife in like a successful man's life? And like, what kind of advice would, well, yeah, let's just start with that. Let's just start with that. That was great. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be anywhere near as successful as I am if it were not mm-hmm. for her. Wow. Uh, all credit to her. Mm-hmm. I got, she basically, you know, it's not, it's not like she was super, it's not that she was super knowledgeable about internet marketing. Mm-hmm. She, 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 didn't, she actually didn't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. But what she did provide me was a incredible support, supportive environment. Mm-hmm. She was my number one cheerleader. And she is my number one, still my number one cheerleader. And she inspires me to a level that I just didn't think possible. Mm. And when, 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 if you ever come across a couple that's in sync with each other, mm-hmm. they're almost impossible to beat. I mean, to, mm. and wow. I always tell, I always tell single people that says, mm-hmm. you know, you actually have an advantage because, uh, you are not in a relationship, you don't have to deal with a lot of the, uh, not the, trash and junk and mess that right. a lot of mm-hmm. couples have to deal with. Right, right, right. So you have an advantage in that sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you ever come across a couple that's in sync with each other, mm-hmm. uh, you're not gonna you're gonna have a hell of a time beating them. <laughs> that's if it's not an impossible time beating them. Wow. It really is true. Behind every successful man, mm-hmm. there is a woman. Like I don't know if you ever watched uh, recently watched the uh, the Netflix series featuring Bill Gates inside Bill Gates' brain. No, I didn't get it. What, what is right that now. about? That's so basically inside Bill Gates' brain, talking about Bill Gates and his trial and tribulation trying to fund his foundation and trying mm-hmm. to solve world hunger mm-hmm. and trying to solve malaria and all these world problems that his foundation is trying to solve. Mm-hmm. And of course, along the way, I'll talk about, you know, like how did Bill became Bill mm-hmm. and, you know, what's his motivation and stuff. And, uh, and, that's, and he, gave, he gave the majority of the credit to Melinda. Mm, wow. So like I said, it's always true. Behind every successful man, you're going to find a woman. Interesting. So when you say, so like, what do you think makes a successful man? And what do you think makes a successful, I guess, a wife, sex woman? Do you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah. Well, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You're going to have to like, uh, not, not the polar opposite. Basically you need to complement each other. Yes. You know, like you, sure. you, you have, each of you are going to have strengths, strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And, but by, you're going to be, a, but as a whole, you know, some, the, the whole is based on some of its parts, right, right. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but the, the, the main thing, the, the main thing is just like, a, we, we each know our role, mm. right? So there's, there's not like this, not, not two CEOs in the business. Right. Like each of us have a role to do. And so by clearly defining you do this, you do that, 
Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that, 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 I think that's the main thing, the, commu- the communication channel. Like uh, she, she, knows, she knows what she has to do to motivate me and push me forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know what I have to do in order to accomplish that. But a lot of time, I need her to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So how did you meet? Ah, you suddenly cow. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Yeah, okay. Are we back? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. How did you yeah. meet her? How did you meet her? Ah, interesting. Uh, we met at a New Year Eve party at the Plaza of Nations in Vancouver. Nice. So she was up from Seattle with her was with her girlfriends, mm-hmm. and I was there with some of my friends, and we just kind of bumped into each other. Wow, that is destiny. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. So we were like, uh, it was kind of like a. a semi-long distance thing me being mm-hmm. Vancouver her being in Seattle but it was right. still like a two-hour yeah, difference yeah that's all right yeah but it, it was okay like I was able to I mean uh, it, was, it wasn't that long of a drive and again because because uh, my business was online I was able to make it work because mm. I could work from Seattle I could work from Vancouver and uh, yeah and like it's something I guess another interesting story about that was uh, so yeah at that time I was still uh, immature, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, not, not, not as serious as I, I should be, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And so she, she was, she wanted to get a little more serious, and I, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't into that at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So she, she did what most uh, good women would do. She would, mm-hmm. she, she, she left and went back to China. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. Just often left and went back to China, and uh, I thought that, what? and I thought, I thought that was it. I'd never see her again. She's gone and. And uh, you know, I guess you your apps that makes the heart go fonder. And you, you realize I'm gone. You realize what you lost. Right. Mm, right. <laughs> and I, I, I thought that was it, but then fate kind of intervened. Mm. And fate intervened. When and what happened there was that uh, so she went off to Shanghai, and uh, it's several months go by, and I'm getting ready to go to Computex, which is a trade show in, in Taipei. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I go there every year. Uh, this trade show and then i'm talking to my friend on 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 instant messenger and mm-hmm. he asked me if, if i was going to be going to uh the competitions called acon 4 which is being sponsored by by a bit uh, mm-hmm. a manufacturer it was, it was a worldwide gaming competition and uh the sponsor was inviting all these press to go and check it out after after computex mm-hmm. and since uh the company that was putting this on i know the company so why don't you why don't you email them and see if they'll include you? They'll take you along because he was going mm-hmm. too. And I go, I asked him, well, where is this competition being held? And mm-hmm. he told me, he told me Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I was going like, you're kidding. Shanghai. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my right? So yeah. I, 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 I email Abed. Mm-hmm. I email Abed and say, can I come too? And they say, yeah, sure. We'd love to have you along. And yeah. And then I, I then I email I email I email her and say this is now I'm coming to Shanghai to see you. Wow, that's awesome. That's a yeah. great story. I yeah, love so that. A, yeah, interesting. Yeah, fate intervention right there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Like um, sometimes, like we always see the outside success, but we don't know like who who's behind the scenes, what's behind the scenes, what happens. So I'm, I'm glad that you, you talked about that. So like, I know Sally is young right now, but like what advice would you give to her for dating? Like what kind of man would you like to see her date? Well, well you know, like, 
I guess some, we, we could say that I like to just have her be happy, but then mm-hmm. that would be a lie. I mean, right. basically, obviously, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, we, we want our kids to have it easier or better than, than what we have. Right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that just built into our system. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the reasons my, my dad, you know, will work hard was to, uh, bring, to, bring his, to bring his family to a new country was so right. that I could have better opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully then I will transfer that and give my daughter better opportunities. Right, so, right. Uh, so I like to provide her with an environment where she would grow up and, and be a positive nurturing environment. And then, mm-hmm. and then that, so then that kind of environment would also include, of course, hanging around positive, like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I don't really worry much about if she's hanging with the wrong crowd or that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. because right now uh, I'm, yeah, actually con- I'm actually controlling the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, you it's, it's, why, it's why she goes to the school that she goes to. Mm. It's why she attends the event that she attends, right? Cause, she goes know, to an amazing she, school, by the way, for people who yeah, do. Yes, she, she, yeah, she does. Like, uh, one of the reasons we, 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 we recently moved was because we wanted to attend the school. I see. That's incredible. Do you feel like it's unfair that other people who aren't Asian to be successful? I think it's unfair. I think everyone has the same opportunity to be successful. Why do you? Why do you? Why do you say that? I mean, like, look at like I, I didn't came for money. Like, uh, you know, if you look at if you look at a lot of uh, billionaires that's mm-hmm. on the Fortune 500 list, mm-hmm. you'll find that a good uh, the majority of them are actually self-made. They actually didn't mm-hmm. inherit the money, and uh, a lot of them they did it in one generation. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mark Zuckerberg, one generation. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk, one generation. He did it. Right. And so they actually, they actually quite the norm. Like, uh, of course, like a, a quarter or a third of them inherited the money, and mm-hmm. they're, they're the one on a silver spoon. But the majority, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they just they look at the system, they look at mm-hmm. the playing field, you know, and mm-hmm. then they, they they just took advantage of it, and then and then made it work for them. That's awesome. So, like, what do you feel like is the difference between people who are broke versus people who are millionaires? Do you feel like it's a mindset thing? It's a background thing? Like, what do you think separates them? Well, well a couple of things. Uh, so, mm-hmm. a mindset is definitely part of it. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you are what you think. I, I right. do believe that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the mindset, I believe, is also a product of the environment you're raised in. Mm-hmm. Right. right? So, if, you, if, you're, if you're raised in an environment... Uh, like say in the uh, in the slums of LA, mm-hmm. and you grow up in that kind of environment, your mindset is going to be different than someone who grows up in Beverly Hills. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so uh, when someone says you know like uh, it's all your mind, it's all your mindset, I go okay, that, that that's great, but your mindset is shaped by your environment. So mm-hmm. this is why this is why it's really really hard. I find uh, for people who come from the slum to become successful because they're not, mm. in, they're not placed in an environment that is conducive to success. And mm. I guess this is one of the reasons why we always get here, the rich get richer. Mm-hmm. So because the, mm-hmm. the rich will provide an environment for their kids that will nurture them and help them and provide that environment for them to be successful. So they, they give them more opportunity and more chances. Is that fair? Mm. Probably not, but mm. you know, it is what it is. So what do you think people can do to build a more successful environment? Are there books that you recommend, programs? Like that's, what? The, that, the, yeah. that, that's all part of changing your environment. Yeah, so even mm-hmm. like you, you may not be able to like just suddenly move from the, from the Bronx to Park Avenue, mm-hmm. but you can certainly, you know, uh, study 
study the study the, the, the success and business of other people, mm-hmm. learn from them, emulate them, find out find out the difference between how they think or what what what, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the internet has been a fantastic equalizer in mm-hmm. that. Like uh, right. you know, they anyone anyone can literally for the cost of a couple of coffee or just lunch right. can actually start a business that that can potentially turn into a million dollar operation. Mm-hmm. And whereas before to start a business, you know, you're looking at a major capital investment and which a lot of people, unless they're well connected or have family to turn to, cannot get access to. Mm-hmm. But I started my blog for the cost of a domain name, 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it turned into a million dollar operation. I started my YouTube channel for nothing. Because mm-hmm. YouTube channel on YouTube channel was free. Right. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, just, just I mean, being in dot-com lunch in that kind of environment, just, just hearing how you guys think is just super helpful. So, um, so you, like, because I've been to your dot-com meetups. They're really cool. And it, what struck me the most is how, like, you just do things. Like, you told me, like, you just called Warren Buffett. Can you, can you tell us how that experience was? Yeah, Warren. Well, what happened was, uh, well, I read about uh, Warren was in a Fortune magazine article, mm-hmm. and back then he was only worth about six billion dollars at that time. Only and six billion. A mere yeah, only, six only billion. Six, a mere six billion. <laughs> <at that time>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and they were talking about uh, about Warren's crazy shareholders meeting and how his uh, annual report is filled with great anecdotes about about his philosophy and his investment style and it's in his annual report, like his letter to shareholders are famous. So uh, I decided I'm going to get his annual report and and read this, read and read it. Mm -hmm. So we looked up uh, the the number for Berkshire Hathaway and found a number. So I decided to call it. And back then, apparently, Warren would would more often not answer the phone himself. (laughs) Because at that time, Berkshire Hathaway, I think, was like eight people. Right, wow. so so, uh, so I, I phoned the wow. number, and then it rings. It, it rings, and as you know, the, the line goes Warren Buffett, and I'm going, wow. what? Goes, yes. <laughs> so I, I go, uh, can you send me your report? <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure thing. Give me your address. So he, he, he takes my he takes oh my address God. down, and I go, yeah, thank you very much. And two days later, the annual report shows up. Oh my God, that's incredible. I mean, I feel like a normal person would have so many hesitations after, like. Even do it. I mean, did you did you even think? I mean, okay. Do you just think like you want to do something and you just do it? Like, did did you like? Oh yeah, I like. I always yeah. been a, a, a you know a, a kind of you know, learn by doing guy. I like to learn by doing. I mean, yeah, yeah. You can read books about it, dummy books about it, but you know the best way to do it is just to actually do it, make the right. mistake, and then correct it. Mm-hmm. So you know, just, you know, stepping outside, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone is always is always. I, I try to push myself to step outside my comfort zone once in a while. Do something that I have that I haven't done, like the uh, the one time we just decided to just walk right up to Bill Gates and said hi. Oh, you party. did? Oh my God, what happened? Yeah. That was at the uh, PC Magazine Award doing Comdex, mm-hmm. and uh, it was yeah, we're doing Comdex, and we, we we just we just got finished meeting uh meeting Michael Dell at his party oh, at the Dell party. How do you get invited yeah. to these things? Well, that one of the cool thing about about having a blog is that to a lot of Fortune 500 company, mm-hmm. you'll consider the media press, oh, right? So uh, when we, we went to, I went to Comdex, the trade show, and I was, I, I covered it as a, as a press for my blog. 
So I got invited to all these press parties. So we got invited to the Dell party, and when we were at the Dell party, uh, wow. I was I was just wondering. I wonder will Michael Dell actually show up to his own party? And just as I said that, he walked in. <laughs> wow. So we got to talk to Dell for a little bit, and I uh, took a picture, and then he he left, and then we went to the then we went to the next party, which was the uh, PC Magazine Awards, wow. and apparently that's where we saw Michael Dell again. He was there again. He was what? there to receive a lifetime achievement. He was there to uh, to accept a lifetime achievement award. Wow! Right? So here we are. We sit. We're at this club. It was. Mm-hmm. I think it was. It was at a real nightclub. It was at a real. Mm-hmm. And we're at the club, and we see at the near, near the corner, mm-hmm. we see Michael Dell mm-hmm. with Bill Gates, mm-hmm. uh, and the editor and the editor in chief, <laughs> and the editor in chief of PC Magazine, what? and they're kind of like talking to each other. And and so my friend and I, we say, hey, what if it happens? We just go walk up and say hi to them, like. Mm. You, Right, right, right. <laughs> because, that's what we said. Like, like, we still talk, but we don't. Like, they, they, we think they must be surrounded by. They must be the security guard must be nearby, right? They must be, mm. they must be nearby. So we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. go. We said, we said, we said, we're going to walk right up and just say hi, and fully expecting someone to like step in front of us. Right, right. right. <laughs> what if you're that, a right? terrorist? What if you're a suicide assassin? Exactly. Like a few, two of the richest men in the world. So yeah. we walk right up. <laughs> Nobody stopped us. We just went up and wow. said hi. They go, hey, Michael. They go, hi again. They go, he goes, hi again. They go, I go, Bill Gates? And we said, hi to Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah, it was quite interesting. Wow. Yeah, and then at that, at that time, uh, my fellow editor, uh, it, was, it was hilarious. He was a young kid at 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was with his parents. And it was, oh, the parents were just, his parents were so hilarious. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, he, he tried to he tried to ask Bill and Michael mm-hmm. to say, he said, please convince my son the importance of college. <laughs> Are they stupid? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I just uh, that's my first. And then the son's going, Mom, but it's Bill, Bill and Bill the and Michael. Yeah. They <laughs> dropped out of college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Like, uh, yeah, but they, they, Bill and Michael just look at each other and go. They just look at each other and then, yeah, college is very important. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny! Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, you, you find out that you know, like, uh, yeah, there is that bearing there, but honestly, they they really just down a lot. Well, mm-hmm. I haven't done one yet, but most all the they're just really down to earth, regular, normal people. Mm-hmm. We just have a lot more zeros to the net worth. That's all. I see. That's great. I think you've inspired me and a whole ton of people to just say hi to people. And that's great. So um, do you feel like they did that because you were Asian? Like they, feel, they felt like you couldn't be a crazy person coming up to them? Or it's just they didn't no, I just care? Like, uh, I just I, I always <laughs> been like, guess the, I, I guess I've always been kind of square peg in a round hole. Like I, I don't like, uh, I, I, I'm really that much, not that much into conformity. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like right. to be the odd personnel. I just, mm-hmm. I guess it's, it's the way I'm wired. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Right? So like uh, when I see something, like hey, uh, you know, what, let's see what kind of mischief we can get into. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's like, hilarious. You know, if it bombs, at least we have a funny video to you know to show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did you have a recording of bumping into uh, Bill Gates or no? Oh, uh, like uh, this was back then. Uh, uh, there was no digital cameras yet. Uh, wow. So what uh, year that was video that? Like, eight, camera, like what is that? Nineteen. 
Uh, complex, that will be like 80, in the 80s. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. okay, that makes sense then, I see. Yeah. So you're in this interesting space where like you do know Chinese and you do, you know, you're in America. Do you feel like there's any like differences between like Chinese millionaires versus American millionaires? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, like I said, the, the, I guess the, the, usually the thing I notice is the cultural thing is that, like mm-hmm. I said, the, uh, the Asian millionaire, uh, tend to have no problem talking about the money, talking about money. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I, I see in the, uh, uh, the creation that they still, you know, they, 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 this, the topic of discussion, like they'll talk business. Mm. They'll talk business, mm-hmm. but they, 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 they try to abstain from talking about personal wealth. Interesting. Yeah, that, that, that just, I'm, I'm on my circle. That, that's what I notice anything. Mm-hmm. That's what I notice anyway. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So, um, what do you find funny? What I find funny? Mm-hmm. Oh, like uh, I, I find some, I find some of the strangest things funny. Like, well, you may not funny. I find funny. Like, uh, like, like, uh, well, sometimes I, w- I would, I would, like, what, I would use that box of fame for because I thought it was just funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, here we have, you know, like I, I find Elon Musk to be crazily funny. Why? Like, uh, well, well, like. Here's a guy uh, who's bigger. Hey, let's make a flamethrower. Like, yeah, who's the yeah? What kind of person? a good idea to sell a flamethrower on the internet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, like, originally, I'm pretty sure it was a joke when people asked him, "What are you gonna make? I'm gonna make a flamethrower." And people probably joking. They make <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Have you met him? Uh, I yes, uh, on uh, at, the, at Tesla events. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully this Thursday we could get to see him again. And the thing about Musk is like uh, he, he's like that is he's at a stage where see as a Tesla investor, mm-hmm. I, I want the company to succeed, but see Musk really doesn't care if if Tesla succeeds or not. See his goal, really? with, his goal with yeah, no, his goal with Tesla really? is not actually to make money from it. His goal with Tesla is to actually get the world off fossil fuel. Uh, and he has actually stated on record more than once that says that uh, even if Tesla goes under, if we can get the world off fossil fuel, then I would consider this venture a success. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And like, uh, uh, so, I mean, of course, it would be great to make the company successful, but ultimately that's not his goal. Just like his goal with SpaceX. I mean, right. uh, when he created yeah. SpaceX, it, it wasn't to commercialize space flight. Or the commercialized delivery of cargo into space or satellites. That, that that's what they pays the bill. Mm-hmm. But the purpose of SpaceX was that you go to Mars. Wow. And that's the whole goal. I mean, by going to Mars is not a very viable business venture if you think about it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you sure about that, money, John? You sure? <laughs> where's the money in going to Mars, right? So, uh, yeah. but that that's why. But that's why the company is called SpaceX. The X stands for right. exploration. Mm. So, and then here he has stated that we will not go public. Until we have kind of fallen up in the, into the program that where shareholders cannot stop us from going to Mars. Mm. That's incredible. Wow. Maybe I'll go to Thursday. So, um, so let's say like you lost everything and then you had to build your business from scratch. How would you, what, what would be the first thing you do? Well, uh, you lost Basically, uh, I, I don't think I'd be doing anything much different than what I've done to first time mm-hmm. like uh like i said since, since 
I started the business really with nothing. Like I said, domain name mm -hmm. is $10. So it right, wasn't right. like, uh, it's, it's not like, uh, you know, that I, I started a company with a million dollars. I lost a company. Oh, I, I need to find a million bucks. I, I, don't, I don't need to find anything. I just need to basically start up a domain name. Uh, what I would do is uh, I would find something that, uh, that's hot or in need of service. Mm -hmm. uh, I would do the same thing as I do. I would build an audience. I would build an audience using the whatever medium that's available. Uh, mm -hmm. In that, my case right now is YouTube mm -hmm. and blogging. But you know you can just as well use Facebook. You get to use Instagram. What is a lot of Instagram influencers that monetize their audience, and and I would create create an audience out of that, and then I would look at how to monetize the audience, and was I would rebuild that way. That's awesome. So basically, no no different than how I did it originally. I see. That's great. But I would so, do it faster because I wouldn't be making as many mistakes as I did the first time around. Yeah, absolutely. So how much time? Like from you when you started to like when you made your first dollar, how much, how much time did that take to get to make your first dollar online? I feel like that's the most important. Right. Uh, well, the blog, when I started the blog, it made nothing for the first eight months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It made absolutely nothing for the first eight months at zero because I, I, wasn't, I didn't try to monetize. I wasn't trying to make money mm -hmm. from it. It was just a personal right. blog. Right, right. Yeah. So, but when I, decided, when I finally decided to monetize it uh, eight months later, uh, it's first month that I decided to make money from it. It made three hundred and forty-two, forty-two wow, bucks. Wow, nice! Yeah. And then uh, four months after that, it hit about three thousand dollars. Wow! And then, wow. then two years later, it was up to forty grand a month. Forty grand a month. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. So, how do you look at like adversity and challenges and setbacks? Like, how do you how do you deal with it? Uh. I, I deal with adversity in some way. The first thing is uh, I try to look at what's the worst possible outcome. Mm -hmm. right, so I look at what's the worst thing that can possibly happen. Mm -hmm. And even though it's probably likely not going to happen, right. it's kind of mm -hmm. like asking a girl out, what's the worst that can happen? Mm -hmm. She'll say no. Right. Mm -hmm. No, the worst that happens is she stop me with a head and hit me with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what I do. I don't know why. <laughs> that's what I do. I guys this. So I look at and then you uh, so you look at the worst possible outcome that could happen. Right, right, right. And then you go, okay, if if you actually get the worst possible outcome, are you willing to accept that? Mm. And you actually just no. If I'm willing to accept that, then okay, then we'll, we'll, we can move forward with that. Mm. And if you're not willing to accept that, then I guess you you don't. <laughs> Knowing that the worst possible outcome probably won't happen. That's interesting. And so, the other thing you need to, the other thing you also need to do is, like, is uh, realize that uh, failure is a necessary ingredient for success. Like, actually, look at I mean, uh, every, we all learn by failing. That's how absolutely. we learn. We learn by failing. I mean, mm -hmm. a, a, a baby learning to walk, mm -hmm. they learn by falling down hundreds of times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's how you learn. I mean, you, you don't learn to walk by just standing up and start walking. Exactly. And so, and like, yeah. Yeah. And then you coach a lot of students. You do a lot of speaking gigs. Like, what do you think, like, makes, like, what prevents people from starting a blog, I guess? Because I feel like that's the biggest barrier from what I've heard. Like, what, what would you say to those people who are like, oh, I don't know if I can start a blog or like they never take action? What do you th think really stops them? Uh, I think the double. It's a, you know, it's something new, unfamiliar, unfam mm -hmm. you know, they, they don't know about it, they're not familiar with it. Right. But uh, I mean, anyone can start a blog. If you know how to use Microsoft Words, you can, you mm -hmm. can blog. I mean, it's pretty much the same setup. Uh, 
But people just come up with the greatest of excuses. You know, I got nothing to write about. Uh, I don't. I, I don't have the time. Or that they'll come up with some kind of some kind of excuse. But the, the number one excuse I hear is that a they don't have the time to do it, and b I don't know what to write about. Mm. Yeah. But, Does it uh, matter what people write about? Do you think you can make? Not money really. online with anything I mean, or like what yeah. what do you think are the profit i know you have a product i actually bought one of your products that is about that but like what do you think yeah. is the hottest trend of the moment uh, you don't do you think always much. I, I always tell people just to like you know pick something that you're passionate about or you're experienced about or you know or you know something about like you enjoy mm-hmm. writing about it mm-hmm. because it's not a get rich quick scheme so if you, if you don't enjoy it it's not, not what gonna, it's not a get rich quick I'm not gonna make a million dollars tomorrow. No, not again. Oh, what? Oh, so it's gonna it's gonna take man. some time. It's gonna take some time uh, for you to build an audience. Mm-hmm. And like I said, first eight months of my blog's life, it made no money. Mm-hmm. And even though, even though those eight months where it made no money, I averaged two point two blog posts a day, every single day, mm-hmm. wow. for eight months straight with no money. So you gotta like what you're writing to to keep that up. Otherwise. If you're doing it for the money, uh, you, or you're blogging about a topic because this is the hot topic, this is what the topic is going to make the money, but you're not interested in it, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to start odds are you're not going to stick around long enough to see it through. Did you ever feel doubt about your blog, or did you always just know this is going to pan out if you kept going? Like, did you ever feel? I any never got like- into it thinking that. Like, is that it, it was never meant to make any money? It was just mm-hmm. stuff was called JohnChow.com. Yeah, like uh, it, it was. It was just me. It was just like it's whatever I, I, I was on my mind, mm-hmm. right? Right, right? So even if it made no money, I would still be blogging. Okay, mm, that makes of sense. Of course, first eight months I was, I was blogging for no money. Right. Mm. Yeah. I see. So, do you find any particular comedians funny? Do you watch comedy? Go, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I always like Jerry Seinfeld mm. and uh, and I guess Jay Leno. You like rich comedians. You even like the only the rich comedians. that's not the comment. No, they're both car guys. You know, like Jay Leno has a huge car collection. Do you watch a coffee with Jerry thing? The what? What's it called? Oh yeah, comedian. Yeah, yeah, comedian. Jay Leno's garage. And another thing is that they. Another thing I like about them is that they're able to be funny without being vulgar. No. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah they're family friendly. It's so hard they, to they be. Never, they never have to resort to using F words or anything like that to get a laugh. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's smart. Yeah, I think I'm trying to do that right now. And it's it's quite a challenge, but I think it'll be worth it. So, okay. So can you tell us more about like what .com lunch is for people who don't know what that meetup is about? Oh, it was just something I started a long, long time ago because I work from home. And it's by myself, I, you know, like if anyone who actually works by themselves or done any freelance or work from home, they, they understand that yeah. uh, one of the biggest things they miss is the, is the water cooler moments, yes. you know, where you're at yes. work and you, you got friends and colleagues and you're at the water cooler, you know, so doing that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. And Dr. Lum started off from that. It allows, allows other people who work from home to get together and mm-hmm. have their water cooler moment. That's awesome. And then how can we find you online? How can we work with you? How can we just uh, continue? Yeah, this? The way, like, uh, I, the way is on my blog, John Chow. Feel free to email me at johnchowjohnchow.com. Uh, 
Facebook John Chow, Twitter John Chow. I mean, you search John Chow on Google I'm on the first 10 pages, so uh, you'll find me. First 10. <laughs> just just make sure you're on the first 10. Don't go to the 11th page. So it's J-O-H-N-C-H-O-W.com for those of us who can't spell or yep. ESL. So thank you so much, John. I learned so much from this podcast. I hope the listeners learn as much as I did. Thank you so much for being a great guest and legitimizing my podcast awesome. finally. Thank you.